Hi, I'm Kaylee Moore. And I'm Emma Samasco. Welcome to Freelance Writing Coach, your go-to podcast for building a freelance writing business. In each 20-minute episode, we'll do a deep dive into one area of business with the hope that our insights as successful freelance writers will educate and inspire you. This season of Freelance Writing Coach is sponsored by Ava Gutierrez, a freelance writer who's helped other freelancers quit their jobs and reach their $10,000 per month writing goals. This all happens inside of the client acquisition system, and Ava has a special gift for our listeners. Grab her training on how to make your first $10,000 from freelance writing at freelancewriterframework.com. Learn how to make your first $10,000 as a freelance writer, all while making sure you're working with ideal clients on projects that you actually love. Go to thefreelancewriterframework.com to get access. It's kind of a relevant topic for us to be speaking about partnerships, obviously, because this is a collaborative partnership, this podcast itself between you and I. But I want to talk about other ways that freelance writers can collaborate with people either working in the same space or maybe an adjacent space, what that looks like, what the benefits are, what the things to be mindful of are as you go into those types of projects. So my first question for you, because we always start with a question, is what different ways in the past have you collaborated with other freelancers? Give us some examples. Mm. Okay. So number one, this podcast, and you and I have collaborated on a bunch of things in the past. We've done this podcast. We hosted a retreat together. We've collaborated just to go on a work trip together. And by work trip, I mean just just a, like meeting up and going to a conference together and being buddies at, at that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So we've done all sorts of things like that. With other freelancers, I have you know, I've partnered with designers to deliver to deliver for clients. I have partnered with SEO specialists, again, to deliver for clients. Those are just some of the ways that I feel like I've partnered with other freelancers in the past. Like even the other big way that I've, I don't know if I would exactly say partnered, but the other way I've worked with other freelancers is in, in a collaborative group, like a collaborative space, like a community and learning from each other and that sort of thing. What about you? Where do you feel like you've partnered with other freelancers in the past? So all of the things that you have listed off, but I've also done some other things. So like I partnered with Paul Jarvis for the creative class course, which is a course on the business side of freelancing. He and I co-taught that course worked together on developing the lesson plans and material for all of the lessons. And then we had a podcast also that went with it. Um, and we did that for, I think, five or six seasons. Other things I've done, I have like co-hosted workshops with fellow freelancers. So again, education capacity, basically just like teaching a lesson or coming on as a guest instructor, basically for either like a, like a boot camp or a workshop or a mini course, different things like that. I've done lead magnet swaps with fellow freelancers, which is like a email list building activity where I'll share an ebook that I give out to my audience with their audience, and then they'll do the same and we'll help grow each other's lists that way while also providing really valuable uh, material to our audiences. Other things I'm trying to think of, I don't know. I guess I've just done, I have done some free 
one-to-one like conversations, they're not really consulting. They're more like a mentoring one-on-one. So if there's a a more junior level writer who maybe I've worked with in a subcontracting capacity, or I know from some other background experience and they have questions like, how do I handle this? I'll get on the phone with them for 20 to 30 minutes and talk through that with them. So lots of different ways that that can look and feel, I think. Yes. I think that there are many potential ways to partner and collaborate. And I think the key when it comes to partnerships is to make sure that it's something that you really want to do, that you get benefit from partnering with someone and that it feels sort of true to what you want your business to be. And the reason that I bring this up is because I sometimes see a lot of like affiliate marketing happening where someone sells someone else's course and they get you know, a kickback from that. And it's never really resonated very well with me for some reason. Like it just doesn't feel like super genuine and it doesn't feel like the kind of partnership I would ever want to participate in. Like basically like hawking someone else's course or goods, like that doesn't feel right. Whereas promoting things that I think are really valuable for with, without like expecting a kickback in exchange feels more right to me. Like, so for example, if someone, it feels better to me to recommend your templates to someone and just recommend them out of the goodness of, Hey, these might benefit you rather than like recommending them and expecting you to pay me for that recommendation. Like I don't, there's something there that doesn't feel quite right when partnering with other freelancers. Whereas like if it's an Amazon recommendation list and someone gets an affiliate kickback, I think that's great. But for some reason, when it when it's that kind of partnership between like two freelancers, it just doesn't feel right. Like it feels like it flies in the face of like giving advice, like just to give good advice. Like the person is too incentivized financially. Like I don't want my advice to be so financially incentivized. Hmm. Yeah. I think that's a good point. And, and I feel like I've gone back and forth on this a little bit from everything to like referrals to fellow writers. If you do that on a consistent basis, should you set up like a referral model, referral fee structure? You and I have talked about that a lot of times. And I've, I've posed that in a couple of the shared groups that we're in together too. And it's all over the board. But yeah, I think it's a, a personal gut check. Like how, what feels right to me? What feels good? What makes sense for my business? But yeah, I I think that is definitely something to think about is how does this relate to basically the customer facing version of myself and how, how does that impact that persona that I'm creating? Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's when you're partnering on something publicly, right? And then there's all kinds of partnerships that are more internal in the sense of, you know, if I'm partnering with a designer to create a case study for a client, that is a natural partnership where we're both getting paid by the client. It's less about sort of, you know, it's not a marketing effort. It's an executional delivery effort. And I feel like those partnerships are more comfortable for me to navigate. Usually, I mean, I would say there are exceptions to that where like, it's very natural for me to collaborate and partner with you. But when I'm working with a designer, that's almost more of like, I don't even know if it's exactly partnering. It's more like, you know, I'm hiring someone to do the design for something and and that feels better to me. I think, again, it's like this financial aspect of it where like it can feel weird when you're partnering with someone and 
there's no, like you're doing a lot of work and it's for work and it's unclear about like what the financial gains of that are or something. I don't know. I'm, I'm like tossing this out, but. Yeah. Disclosure is a big part of that too. Like you want to know when people are getting those affiliate kickbacks because that's really important to share. Yeah. And I think legally you're surprised right, to yeah. share that you're an affiliate anyway. I'm not exactly sure about the the laws around that. But like, I think it's just that I'm very sensitive to when things are not what they seem on the internet. And so like, I always want to know if someone's an affiliate or like, why are you recommending this? Like, I guess I come into it with some skepticism. But I mean, I don't think most partnerships are like that. I just think like when a partnership comes across my desk, like if someone emails me and they're like, how about we partner on this? Like, I want to know like, okay, well, why do you want to partner with with me? Is it because you were like really good friends? Like you and I are, Kaylee, and we know that this is a good chance for us to have these conversations that we're already having and it's a good opportunity for us to share these insights. And I think you and I have a level of trust, right? Where like, I don't feel like you want to partner with me to take advantage of me. Like I feel like we want to partner together because we know that we can create a better podcast together than if we were doing it on our own. And then, but I think that every partnership opportunity does need to be run through this filter, which is like, well, why, why does this person want to partner with me? Is it because they want to sort of get something out of me? Or is it because we have a mutual goal here. I think it's almost like being sensitive to doing group projects where like I was the person on the group project who did the whole group project. And so I'm really sensitive when someone's like, oh, let's partner on this. How about we do this? And I'm I'm like, well, am I going to be the one who's doing all the work? That brings up a very important topic and something that happened to me earlier this year, which was very uncool. So I think it's really important to have documentation contracts in place, be very clear about who's doing what, what the rules are. If there's somebody who's going to be issuing deliverables, that they're getting paid for that, no matter what the outcome of the partnership is. So in my case, I was invited to come on board as an instructor for a platform that regularly does group sessions. And um, they really talked it up. They told me, oh, you're going to make a guaranteed X amount of money and um, you'll get 50% of the ticket sales from that point forward. We'll help promote it. We've got a designer. We'll do all these things. So I did all of this prep work, all of these promotional assets. And then two weeks before the course was supposed to open up, they had only sold three tickets. Oh no. And so I came back and I was like, hey, you know, what are we what are we doing about this? Because I've been plugging it to my list, my people. I know you guys have been promoting it. It just seems like it's not super resonating. Maybe it's not a good topical fit. They were like, yeah, I think we're just going to scrap it. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm going to send you an invoice for the work I've done thus far. And then we can just drop the guarantee that you had sent over if we're, if we're not actually going to do the course. And they were like, yeah, actually, we don't have a budget for that. So we can't pay you anything. Oh my goodness. And so there was no, we had a contract too. There was nothing in the contract that said, if the course doesn't happen, we will still pay you X or whatever. So that is learn from my mistake there. Like make sure that there is documentation. If you are doing work, you need to be paid for it. Like don't do it on the stipulation that everything's going to be great. You need to have a backup for when things are not great. Yes. Okay. That that is a really good example. And I think that also expands sort of like, it's not when we talk about partnerships, it's not just like partnering with another freelancer, like what you and I are doing for this podcast. It's often partnering with like 
an agency or another business. So like I know I occasionally work with agencies. Um, we partner together and they, you know, use me as their freelance writer for some executional help and they're, they're doing more of the strategy. So yeah, I think like I've also had, and I think again, why I'm sensitive is if you want to do speaking, one of the things that happens is someone will come to you and they're like, we are hosting a summit. And in order for you to attend, you can have a speaking spot at the summit. We're going to have X people, but you have to do these like five things. And the five things are like, when you look through them, you're like, oh, those are like all for them. And then when you ask about getting paid, they're like, oh, well, you won't get paid to speak. It's just that you're going to have the visibility. And like, you, that may be worth it to you. But it is like, oh, that's again, like running it through that filter and being like, is this partnership actually like going to help me reach my goals? And it might like something like that might be great if you don't have a speaking experience and it's something that you really want and you're willing to to do the work and hustle for it. But if you're more established or you don't feel comfortable promoting that particular event to your list or to your people, then like it's maybe not a good fit for you. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think... Yeah, clarity around what's required is really important because again, I've had that same scenario you just laid out where it's like, hey, we're having a summit. We'd love to have you as a speaker. We're going to pay you X amount, even if it's not a lot. But then you read the fine print and it's like, okay, you're required to promote this to your social media following, your email list. Like basically you have to grant us access to all of your channels as part of this deal. And so you need to really understand what's being asked of you in the collaboration? And are you feeling good about what they're asking? Does it align with what they're paying or for the opportunity that you're getting, the doors that could potentially open? There are a lot of factors to consider, but oftentimes it sounds really great on the surface, but you get into the details of it and you're like, hmm, I don't know about this so much. Yeah, I think there's like something to be said here about how a partnership like may boost or dilute your brand. So when I think about partnerships, I'm like, it would this be good for my brand, like my personal brand, which is not, I'm not like a super brand expert person, but like when I partner with you, I'm like, okay, that's good for my brand to do that. It feels right to me. I like working with you. Like it just feels right. Whereas I feel like sometimes what I see is that, again, people promote tons and tons of other people's stuff. And it's like, well, where are you in this, right? Like if you're just partnering with with other people for everything that you do and not sharing any of the things that you're doing on your own, like that doesn't feel so great either. And I think that like, again, like I, I keep coming back to this, but I'm like choosing carefully. Like when you partner with someone, you're aligning yourself with them and you have to really be doing that from a place of trust and feeling like it's a really good match, which is why, I mean, I feel like you and I have that level of trust, but there's not that many people I actually have that with. Yeah. I think you have to ask around a lot too. Like if you get a deal that comes your way for a potential collaboration And you think it sounds interesting, but you're not sure if what they're asking or the terms of the arrangement make sense. Like ask around to fellow freelancers. So for example, if if somebody comes to you and says, hey, we want to co-create a course together, or we want you to come on as a speaker for our community of freelancers or whatever. And then you find out that the deal is like, it's all going to be pretty straightforward, pretty easy, but they're going to get 80% and you're going to get 20 
does that feel right to you? Maybe check that with a few other freelancers and see if they're like, hell no, like that's way skewed. You should ask for more. You should push back. I think it's good to have a network of people you can turn to with those questions and say like, well, what do you think about this? Is this a good idea for me? Because I feel too close to it right now. I'm like blinded by the opportunity. Tell me what you think from the outside. Yeah. I I mean, I think in general, having a community to bounce these ideas off of is always a good idea. And I, you know, I think that some people have more appetite for partnering and doing these sorts of deals than others. Like I think my appetite is relatively small unless it's someone that I, I really, really trust. Like I just find that I want control and that partnerships take away my control. And I don't like that. I will say the upside of partnerships sometimes is that it's like what I talked about before. It'll sometimes be the push you need to do the thing. So if you're like, I would never do this by myself, maybe a creative collaborative partnership makes sense because it'll take some of the burden of the to-do list off of you by sharing that with somebody else. And again, like if it's like you and I, like that just always makes sense. I feel like we're always 50-50 on stuff. We work really well together. If you can find a partner that you work well with in a partnership capacity, that makes a lot of sense. But if it's something that leaves you feeling like really uncertain, that is something you should maybe think twice about. Yeah, I think you're right. We should when we should be focusing more on the benefits of like why do a partnership because you're right. Like we both probably would have wanted to do a podcast but never would have gotten our act together to do it on our own. It would have been harder to do on our own because we would have just been talking to air, or we would have had to be doing guests or it just would have been different, right? And I think when I think about it, it's sort of like I'd rather partner with you on four or five different things a year than have like a million partners spread across the board, right? Like I think that, you know, and that's something to think about too, is that it's not necessarily about partnering with everybody under the sun. It might be more about finding one or two fellow freelancers that you really get along with that you think you could do something with. And that might just be like, oh, I'm going to partner with a designer and we're going to offer designed eBooks, written in design. And that's like a service that we're going to offer together. And we both feel really good about that because we really trust each other. And that's a business that we're going to run together, right? So I think there's like many different ways that you can do this, but I think it's probably best to focus on the who and and focusing on just like a couple of people rather than being like, I want to partner on everything to get my to get my voice out there. Yeah, because shiny object syndrome is very real. It can be, especially if you're really working hard to like get more exposure and build your authority and get your name out there, any opportunity that comes your way is like, oh, cool, yeah, let's do it. And so it's easy to, like I said, be blinded by those opportunities or just jump at it because it seems like, oh, this is what I'm working towards. It must be helpful. So you don't really take a critical eye to the entire back in nuts and bolts of what that actually means. So yeah, I think it's good to take a really critical approach and not just say yes right away. Give yourself some time to let it marinate, talk about it with somebody else, really think it over before committing. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you might, we've talked a lot about people like approaching us with ideas for partnership, but I think also if there is an idea that you have and you feel like you either don't have the expertise to get it done on your own or would really benefit from doing it with someone else, then it's a great idea to go seek out that kind of partnership. I mean, I know for you and me, if there's something that we want to do and we just feel like 
for some reason we can't do it by ourselves, we might email each other and be like, hey, do you want to do this? And I will say that like uh, some of the ideas that we've had for partnerships, we've never done. Right. Which is fine too. Like I might email you and be like, I've been thinking about doing X, Y, Z. And you might say, eh, I'm not that interested in that. Or we might say, yeah, let's do that. And then we never do it because it just is not (laughs) a big enough priority. And that's fine too. Like I think a lot of it is just about putting ideas out there, recognizing when you might need some extra support to get something done. And there might be someone who's equally invested in your idea as you are. And that's when a partnership might be a really good idea. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Freelance Writing Coach Podcast. If you want more tips, tricks, and resources for building your business, visit freelancewritingcoachpodcast.com.